It's not that the Nats aren't thrilling us. They're just not winning. Thanks for checking out the DMV Sports Roundtable. I'm Dimitri Sotis with Jamal Bowens on Twitter at DMV Sports 2015. George Wallace, follow him at G Wallace WTOP. And Chris Cheon, who's on Twitter at The Big Cheese Show. It's our inaugural podcast. Welcome, guys. So, what's happening to the Nationals right now? Their bullpen is garbage. Oh. Back to that, you. That's, that's, that's it. it. That's all? That's it. That's all. The bullpen is You know, garbage. that's not a good way to start this whole thing, okay? It's the truth. And when we don't come out telling the truth, then, then we can't lie to the people. That's true. They can don't see it for the themselves. People, I mean, anybody that's watching this team can see for themselves. The offense is spectacular. I do believe they're, they're almost leading in every mm-hmm. offensive category, if not every offensive category. They can score at any moment. They can have huge innings and put up runs in bunches. But it's heartbreaking to see all of that great offense go to waste because you can't hold a lead because outside of your starters, you have nobody. And even last night, Rorock got beat up. Yeah. And they and, and well, granted, you have to, if you score six, seven runs a game, it should be enough to win a game. It it automatically should. Right. You know, that's that's just like in, in, in football, if your team puts up twenty one points, you should probably win most of the time. Right. If you put up twenty one or twenty eight points. And that's almost the equivalent if you're putting up six or seven runs, but you're still losing games. That's that's gotta hurt, you know. If if I'm Trey Turner or anybody on that offense, I'm a little pissed off. I, I don't want to point fingers because those are my teammates, but everybody knows where the blame goes. Nothing and nothing's changed since we talked about this in the in the preseason. That this team is built to win a championship right now. And if you, I, you know, I don't know how in spring training they could with a straight face, go to this clubhouse and try and sell this clubhouse who's ready to win right now that this is going to be our bullpen and especially with no closer. Now it's not just the closer situation. I mean, it's everything. Well, they've had a problem with middle relievers, you know, in 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 seasons past, right? And but, so now that's compounded with the with not having a, a true closer. Your middle relievers are are, are giving up a bunch well, they, of the runs, and you're getting no, bullpens getting totally overworked. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's not a good situation right now. They're lucky that they're playing in a division that stinks. Yeah, and the Mets bullpen is even worse right now. They played the Mets for four this weekend, but you know, it, it's you're gonna come. You're gonna have a problem. It's gonna come October. And you're going to get a great pitching performance from one of your starters, and you're going to give up a solo home run, and you're going to lose by a, and, and that's a going run. to be it. And that's going to be right it. now. From what I saw earlier, they've got the bullpen has a, a, a 5.20 ERA, which is the second worst in all the major league baseball. Mm-hmm. But I, I saw Rizzo uh, do an interview. I don't know if it was the Junkies. I believe I'm not sure. I believe it was. But um, he said this is a problem that they knew going in. Now, granted, I'll give them credit. They did make attempts to get some of the of the high priced uh, big time relievers this all season, but you know they struck out. No pun intended. But they, you know, they didn't get the job. I don't done. know if they really got really. I thought they they wanted a few, but at the same time, you let Melanson walk. You let Melanson walk. Yeah, he, yeah. he might be back now. I yeah. think they could they could reacquire him potentially. The San Francisco <laughs> Giants yeah. aren't really They're going awful. anywhere. They have the worst offense in baseball at the moment, and so you're really going to stick on with uh, Mark Melanson giving him that big contract they did in the offseason. I could see him coming we'll back see. here. Jansen was going to stay in L.A. Chapman they weren't going to get in on. Yeah. So, but well, Chi, you know, you know some names out there. Who can us fans and the people look forward to? Who can they possibly go after 
at the deadline or maybe even before the deadline. Well, I think Melanson certainly, you know, we joke about it, but I think that's got to be a potential person as the Giants continue to slip back in the NL West division. Uh, you have guys like A.J. Ramos with the Miami Marlins, another team. I don't know that they're necessarily going anywhere. He's a young arm that can be have a live fastball. It's certainly somebody that they can think about. And then David Robertson, the uh, closer for the Chicago White Sox at the moment, former Yankee, uh, not having the best year statistically, but he has been a proven closer. And that's what I I think this team needs at the moment because we talk about the bullpen here and Matt Albers is you know he blew the save Monday but he hasn't been terrible you're getting guys like Sammy Solis back you have Trevor God who was just promoted to the big league club you have Eric Fetty who's in the minors but he's a prized prospect who can certainly help out this bullpen and they've moved him more into a long relieving role so uh, you know I, I'm not trying I've been very negative about this bullpen quite a bit but I think as the season comes along, you may have okay guys in those middle relief roles. Sammy Solis will be the best left-hander that this team has once he comes back from the elbow inflammation. Uh, I think Sean Kelly's a disaster. Uh, every time he steps onto the mound, I feel nothing but good, nothing but bad feelings every time he does come on. Matt Albers due for regression. Uh, so, you know, Coda Glover will be there, and I think he's talented. I wish he would have told manager Dusty Baker that he pulled his back grabbing body wash this <laughs> yeah. past Saturday and <laughs> right. didn't tell anybody. So he's I probably thought... in the doghouse a little bit with management at the moment, you got to think, right? you got to tell a manager yeah. and stuff like that. You can't perform when you no, have because especially a tweaked you, back. Right, well, especially when you're in that spot and you go out there and you blow the save. Yeah. I thought Coda was on to something, and I was a little I'm Well, he might be. He, I mean, he's still young. He's got that – he's got that – you no fear kind of thing going out yeah. there, which is what you know what you need for a closer. He's got the Charlie Sheen, Ricky Vaughn haircut. Wow, thing. <laughs> yeah, he's watched Major League a few times, but I, you know, he, I don't think they're they, they're not ready to give up him yet. I mean, I think no. he's no, you know, they're still way early on him. But again, they have to do something because yeah. you're going, and, and you know, you hate to say you're going to lose the clubhouse and what that means, but and because these guys are all professionals and they're supposed to play no matter what, but. I'm telling you, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard if this offense goes out there, put seven, eight runs up on a board a game, and they end up losing games nine, eight. It is. I mean, it's just like I alluded to football earlier. If your offense is, you got Tom Brady, you know, type of offense, and you're putting up points at will, but you got the Cleveland Browns on defense, <laughs> you know, you're going to start. You can't help but point fingers because the problem is that obvious. Yep. But going I, back to what you said, Chris, I heard Herrera from, uh, I believe it's. Kansas City mm-hmm. as a possible. I don't know much about him. What do you What do you know about him? Yeah, I like him. Um, when you mentioned Kansas City too, they are a blueprint of how today's era of Major League Baseball really these teams who have gone to the World Series and won. Um, I, I think Kansas City is going to blow it up. So I do like Herrera as a potential option there. But you need these. Ba- Look at the Chicago Cubs last year. They got to roll this Chapman there towards the end. Look at the Cleveland Indians. Andrew Miller, shut down guy. You need to have guys that once you get to the eighth inning and if you have a one-run lead that are going to hold on. So I certainly like Herrera. And then there's Pat Neshek too. I hope the Nationals don't acquire him because the Phillies are kind of sending him out there now as a look show uh, let's show you how good and pat neshek is uh because we want to trade him because we're not going anywhere but neshek right. is on the upper 30s of his career and has kind of just been a journeyman for his entire sort of career so that's not somebody i would get all uh riled up about 
Um, you know, I, I would say that right now, any Romero, too, I want to mention other than that's bullpen. I kind of do like this guy. I don't know if he's got closing type stuff, but uh, Herrera out of Kansas City is somebody that this team should certainly be taking a look now, at. Granted, yeah. all of this, you know, it seems to be a big deal now, but I think in the regular season, I'm not as. This is not right now. It's a long term thing for me when I look at this because this team has enough offense. They're balanced enough, have good enough starting pitching to get through the regular season, win the division handily. I haven't. It, to me, that this doesn't affect that. The postseason is the problem. That's what I see because, like you said, you can put up those runs, and then you know you give up a walk off home run, like you said, or something like that. Those will cost you series. You know, and in and you will We've not make it to the World Series. Yeah, we've times. seen it before. And, and we they, talk about running about the whole thing, right? And we talk about running away with the division. And I do believe that they will win the division still. But eight and a half over the Mets. Mets Mets are heating up a little bit. Matt Harvey's done. I think he is nothing more than really just somebody that if he pitches There's against the There's nobody in that bullpen that, that no. in the Mets bullpen. That you think the Nationals bullpen's bad. Yeah. Addison Reed's okay. I think I'd take Addison Reed down here but if they can get him up, as a ninth you're up guy. Eight and a half. While on a losing streak, you know. Well, you, and they're going to play the Mets this weekend. You exactly, don't get swept, and, you, and you'll take those games right back, and you'll add on to your lead. So I don't. I think the Mets, they may get if they get hot. Mm-hmm. I'll give them maybe five or six yeah. games back. But I think that's the closest they get, and that's the best they can hope for if they get really hot. I just wouldn't just take this as we're going to win the division. Let's not worry about making any right. sort of no. moves right. here because no. they know that you're not this as good team's as about the postseason. They they know yeah. that this team's about the postseason, and because we've seen it the last couple times, they can't get out of the first round. That's what they need to build towards, and that's all that they they're focused on right now. They there are other version of the caps, and yeah, when, I mean, we, when we get let down by the caps. And we have the brace for another postseason let down by the Nets. And we, fingers crossed, if they do fix this, maybe that won't be the case this year. But they have to address it. Otherwise, you're looking at another cap situation. Another D.C. team struggling in the postseason? I've never, <laughs> Unheard never of. heard of such a thing. Georgie, you're just back from Ashburn this week. What are the Redskins like been up tan? to? Great tan. Yeah, thank you. Thank and you. Um, <laughs> D'Angelo Hall, I don't know why we wouldn't want to start with that guy, the longest-serving skins uh, Player on the roster currently. Yeah, finally uh, restructured his deal. He knows he had to time. do that. He's like he's still coming back from his ACL. He's not going to be ready for training camp to start a camp. He just wants to contribute. Look, yeah. I think D'Angelo's going to be a very good coach. Good I, think, coach. I think he's going to be. He's, you can see him doing it now. Well, before that though, how about uh, a little gas left in the tank as safety? Yeah, no, I and I think Jay Gruden's comment yesterday about him starting to catch speed or uh, pick up speed at safety last year before he got hurt. I think they were they liked what he was doing. So and in I think practice? that huh in practice you didn't like him in the game at all. Not safety? really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, no, that's I didn't twice see now you're trying that, to bring this whole thing down with you no, know. No, 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 no. Okay. I, just, I didn't see anything that made me think that he was he was Rod Woodson. No, or, he's not gonna you know or Woodson. Charles Woodson in that position. He didn't look to be making that sort of transition from a shutdown cornerback to a, a safety. You know, later on well, in his career. Yeah, well, considering but considering who they had at that position at the well, time, that's, and that's what, that makes it worse, right? Well, because if we'll you see. don't shine with Dante, Dante Whitner and Blackman, who is not really a safety, and these guys they pulled in off the street, yeah, then you know what are you doing? 
We'll, well see. I'm glad you mentioned the coaching aspect of it because you have DJ Swearinger and uh, Sue Cravens who could probably use some of his uh, tips here. As oh, young that's guys. what he's saying. Yeah. It's kind of he's starting. To, he's even now because he's out. He's he's not participating, but he's out there and he's kind of talking guys through things in the second day. I think so. that, I think that's where you need him though. I mean, if he is on this team, and I, I'm I'm all for. Let, let me just say I'm all for D Hall being on the team. Mm-hmm. Because you lost a lot of leadership in that locker room over the offseason right. with Chris Baker and, and uh, Garcon, guys like that. So And, and Ricky Jean Francois was also a leader in the locker room. So if for any other reason, I want D. Hall in that locker room, especially with those two young safeties that you mentioned, to add that leadership, whether he's playing or not. Even if he, if he doesn't end up playing this year, fine. Give him a job, but I'm not wishing anything on anybody. I think he can get out there if his body would allow him to. Let me sprinkle in more names here, Georgie. Uh, Kirk Cousins. We're still waiting to see uh, play golf you, with the president <laughs> last weekend. That's okay. about that's as far as bad, we've heard. Yeah, that's not a bad uh, you're gonna be bad wait, gig. You're but gonna, how about the uh, how about his his day job and night job? He's he's uh his. <laughs> it's funny because you've said that his his uh, his wife. You know, the baby's due week one or week two. Mm-hmm. So he said yesterday that his wife's going to give him the first six months and another, let him sleep on his own <laughs> room. And, okay. you know, she'll take care of the baby so he can focus and concentrate. And as soon as he was done speaking, a couple of the guys in the room said to him, so you know how lucky you are that she's going to do that? Exactly. Every guy in here is like, you got to be kidding me. But we'll see. Is that how you? Th- is that how it was for you, George? Not a chance. It <laughs> uh, doesn't happen in real life. I'm so not making uh, 25 million this year on a franchise tag. Well, then, let me ask you this, George: How much is true to the fact that is Dan really getting involved That's in the these word. negotiations? That's the word because he realizes that this has to get done. It's not going to get done before July 15th. Is that okay? a good or a bad thing? Here's though? the thing: Let's 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 talk about this. We have, this is something new to talk about the Kirk Cousins contract situation. We haven't touched on this at all. Uh, in the last three years, um, so if your cousins, right? What are you gonna? What are you making this year? What's the deal you're gonna make? Okay, next year, you can either be franchised again for thirty some million transition tag, and you can go out and see what you're worth, and the Redskins can match, or you become a free agent. If your cousins and you want to see what you're worth. Even if it's a transition tag, you force the Redskins to do it, and they can match it. If you want to see what you're worth, why would you sign a contract now? Unless the Redskins all of a sudden come to the table with $100 million, which they're not going to do. At this point, they got to back the Brinks truck up. but Because it, he has no pressure. to, Like you just said, he has no pressure to sign. Why right. would he? Why would you? So you can He's next year. $44 million in two years. Right. If and next year, if you franchise, year, it'd be 70, 27, whatever it is, 77 for, trans, for transition. Three years? And the franchise for 30-something. So, yeah. why? yeah, why would you? There is no pressure. No. There is none. The pressure is on them. And then, see, that's what makes me nervous about Dan getting involved because that, that takes me back to the Vinny Serrato days when we used to get free agents in here. And we would basically outbid ourselves. Mm-hmm. He would, Vinny and Dan would not let them get out of the building. They wouldn't let them talk to anybody else. Like, okay, who's they said they're gonna pay you this, or we'll pay you this. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, we'll pay you this. Better yet, we'll give you this. They will outbid themselves until the guy just says, "Okay, I'll take it." And they give him a boatload of money. That makes me nervous about having Dan in on these negotiations because he will do it. He's a businessman. He will pay as much money. As he needs to to get it done, no matter what the consequences are, he doesn't care. 
Doug Williams is going to get involved in these negotiations? Does that make does that make a difference? Okay, but here's the thing. You mentioned that, and I want to bring this up. Doug said, huh? Yeah, but here's the problem. Doug is your now senior VP of personnel. Okay, we arranged all these chairs. We changed names. (laughs) Nothing. And he's saying, why would he get involved now when they've already been discussing it? Well, excuse me, though. If you're that guy and you have that title and that's your quarterback, then you go in there and you say, get this done. Yeah. Because it's just a title. If we're dealing with any other organization, that promotion may mean something. It doesn't mean anything. It is just a title. It's just words. He doesn't have any words. more power than he had before. I, I understand that. That's but just one more. That is, he is now, and I hate to say this, and, and these promotions, they really get under my skin because you're taking one of my childhood heroes. Uh-huh. And now you're putting in a, him in a position to be a puppet and a yes man, Let's which hope. I do not want to see him in that and role. That, anybody in that role is Bruce Allen's puppet. And that and is the reason. That is the reason. And everybody wants Doug to succeed, right? As fans, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big Doug fan. I grew up Absolutely. here. I'm a huge exactly. Redskins fan. I was a huge Redskins fan. So, but and that that's the the hesitation I think that fans feel this week when you say, oh, instead of feeling really happy for Doug. You, you like, don't want to see him get slammed in two no, years. You don't, and then not that he can't do the job. It's but and it's not as how much of the job is he really doing? Yeah, but here's the thing: it's not as someone used his example the other day. It's not as, with all respect, due to Daryl Green. It's not like you're picking Daryl Green to run the person who's got no experience. Doug's been in the front office. Doug at least has been around, and he knows what it takes to to do this job. Whether or not he'll be able to do it and see, allowed and, to and, do and it, and that's that's the point. To I me, know. I have no reservations that he can do the job. Will he be allowed to do the job? Scott knew how to do the job. He was not allowed to do the job. You don't. Did you say Doug Williams was the GM? No, he was an assistant to the VP of this, that, and the, just some made up assistant to the traveling secretary. Exactly, like just Stanley. just made up a bunch of you know made up a title. The other side of that, I guess, uh, you know, devil's advocate argument came from Jerry Brewer of the Washington Post, yeah. who basically said, "All right, McLuhan's gone. He was the football man, the professional, and uh, Brewer was a little uh, encouraged that maybe the guys that have been there, Doug Williams." He didn't just walk in the door last week. I mean, right. he's, he's been there, are, are making their own team and making their own way. Now, maybe that's, that's an overly but optimistic look. They had uh, that I think opportunity right. before. I, yeah, I understand what that. What did they but do maybe, then? Right. The, the, you can look at it a couple ways. Bruce Allen had this job before they failed at it. Exactly. This whole this whole band was together They've in Tampa Bay. They didn't, really, they didn't really do well at it. No. But when you take a look at some of these drafts over the past few years, it hasn't been awful. Okay, before Scott got there, not too bad. Yeah. Now maybe he had maybe, one good one. Maybe uh, uh, you know Bruce Allen mentioned a couple times about Jay Gruden and how much more involved he is in personnel. He's in his fourth year now as a head coach. He knows what it wants. He knows what it takes. What kind of football player he wants. So he and Doug do have a good relationship. Maybe that will be. Maybe that will be. But, and I think that the fans here in Washington in this greater area who like you guys talk about Doug Williams watching him take you to Super Bowls. Scott McLuhan didn't have a tie to this area. No. Yes, we all liked him, and we thought some of the, liked some of the things that he was doing with this roster. But letting him go, there wasn't an emotional pull. Whereas I think if you treat Doug Williams unfairly and you run him out the door and you give him tasks that are he's not going to be able to complete because just the face it, he's handcuffed. 
I don't think that's going to sit well with this fan base here, especially when you're trying to build a new stadium here in a couple years. You don't need that negative PR. And so I, I think Doug Williams, I'm not saying that he's necessarily set up to succeed, but I think we're being a little bit critical of this front. I don't, I think they're almost going to leave it a little bit hands off because they don't want the embarrassment. I think, no. I think you're right. I think part of it, I think Doug will have a little more say than we think he will. That's How about because that? Bruce is going to give him enough rope to hang himself. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but I think, you know, to your point, about McLuhan, he didn't have necessarily have relationships here. Yes, he had a relationship with Scott McLuhan, but not like Doug does. Doug's got right. a relationship, you know, back to Tampa with all these guys, with the Redskins, with the Grudens. Right. So it's, I think you're right about that. It is something where you know this isn't somebody off the streets. He does have relationships in the building, and maybe McLuhan just didn't work. I mean, you know, I, I have heard this week. I have heard other things that Scott. Had to go. Like it just was not working. He was part of the problem in the building. I don't. I just. I think Scott was not going to Brown knows anybody. Yeah, and that's that's part. That's and very I think true. That, also, that front. Those two. Dan's ego is bigger than the city. And now come to you know, and things that have gone on. I'm seeing Bruce is not too far behind. When you have these two huge egos, there's no room for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think with and Bruce, everybody was skeptical about that though when McLuhan came in, right? Was he would he be allowed to do this? And we saw that he and that he know. wasn't right. So He's what Mr. makes you think that that? They'll give Doug the chance to do that. Uh, I just think Bruce is Mr. Businessman, and he's looking ahead to the future. That FedEx field is not going to be uh, suitable to play there very much longer, and you don't want to turn off this fan base. And now, you know, our fan base here might have a short-sighted mind and forget about this in a couple years when they're no. trying to build a new stadium somewhere in Loudoun County <laughs> or in the district. But I think Bruce is probably thinking towards the future. And he's a businessman. He wants to make that money. He wants that new stadium. Don't make anything that's going to really annoy this fan base. Well, and he's a Redskins. And he's a Redskins alumni. Like he's a guy. Like he's, yeah. you know, like you say, you're not going to. You hope you don't just trash Doug Williams on, out the door. Yeah, but I, I mean, if you are that businessman that him and, and and Dan are, and you are not a football guy, stay out of it. Yeah, I'm. Stay out I of agree. it. Don't block everybody else and say if you're not a football guy, then you should not have final say in anything regarding roster or personnel. Like I've said many times, he's great at homecoming luncheons, homecoming games, <laughs> picking the uniform pants, Harvest Fest. You stick to that. Mm-hmm. But I still want he, white on burgundy at home. That's just me. <laughs> I don't want no yellow pants, but he loves yellow pants. Yeah. Get it out of here. I hate we don't do pants. well in the, in the yellow pants. I hate yellow pants. Uh, <laughs> we want to leave a little room for some hoops talk, but before we step away from the Redskins, should we uh, – Matt Jones, a uh, quick word about him or anything else you guys want to talk about? Showed because he had to, right? Pretty it much. Was, yeah, he's asked for his release. He's you know like ninth on the depth chart now or whatever it is. He's not gonna. He, he had a couple, you know, carries in, in camp. But but why? If you're the Redskins, why release him? You're he's a body for training camp. You don't know what's gonna happen with these guys I mean, you, when you get to camp. You unless keep him. you can trade him now, then you just hold on to him. You know, for camp. Uh, I mean, to me, it's Matt Jones is a non-story. To me, it's it's a non-issue. I just want to say this for people that are on Twitter getting bent out of shape over Ryan Grant taking snaps with the number ones uh, during OTAs. Jay Gruden loves himself some Ryan it's Grant. It's OTAs. Yeah. Do not worry yourself about who is lining up where during OTAs. Ryan Grant has not done anything during the regular season here. Yes, he does love Ryan Grant for what he does in the preseason. He's wonderful in the preseason. Doesn't do anything during the regular season. I think he doesn't get a spot if Brian Quick or or Davis, the rookie, if they show up to camp and show out. But I think Ryan Grant should have been off this team a year ago. But people getting upset on Twitter, going on rants about 
if Ryan Graham's a starter, I can't be with this team. In the- oh, yeah, it's no. OTAs. Mm-hmm. Calm down. They do. They do. The guys, Don't get upset about they, who's lining up OTAs. No yeah, one cares. It's, 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 it's about plugging in bodies. That's it. If Doxon is off shorts. to the side, fine. They're in shorts. Then, then put Grant in because he knows the plays. Don't That's worry it. about that. He won't be there starting week one. That's ridiculous. Jay Gruden does love himself and Ryan Grant, though. I wish, I wish the Dennis Pitta news didn't come out today that he basically admitted that he's probably done himself. Yeah. Because, boy, I would have loved for mm-hmm. him to back up Jordan Reed because I think something that gets lost a lot of times Wait, is that Jordan Reed is a concussion away from his uh, career being over. Isn't Vernon Davis doing that? Yeah, I, you got Vernon Davis. Yeah, Listen, you I will tell you, you're right. You're right. Look, Jordan Reed, it, it does mean nothing OTAs, but Jordan Reed's still very good. Yeah, he's great. I heard he was dominant. He is correct. Uh, and, and you're going to love watching Terrell Pryor. You are. Yeah. I've said that from the OTAs. And those guys worked it. Pryor worked out with Randy Moss. Reed worked out with Ocho Cinco, who probably had some of the best footwork mm-hmm. in in the NFL during his time. But you know, back to uh, I had lost my train of thought. But back to the the, the the tight end thing. You've got Vernon Davis. You've got Carrier, but people forgot that he's even still on the roster. Niles Paul is healthy right now. And you drafted Sprinkle. I don't need no old Dennis Pitta coming in. <laughs> For what? <laughs> he is done. But Pitta, he's And he was great during his time with the Ravens. But no, he's he's finished. And then he had to know that when he got hurt again the other week. He, he's done in... That's a bit sad to say, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to bring the hammer down here and change subjects right. for our last five minutes. A, a topic really close to Jamal's heart. <laughs> Local guy turned superstar Kevin Durant celebrates his first NBA ring. Golden State Warriors, the champs again. And Jamal, you were thinking about KD's role in a, a super team and, and kind of you know how that plays out for the rest of the NBA, including, including the Wizards. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just want to, you know, going forward, what does this mean? Because the NBA, as we all know, is a copycat league. When Boston put together their big three, and granted, that was three trades. That was not the big three they're putting together now through free agency where guys get together and, and go on vacation and collude on who's going to play with who and, and who wants to play where. That started off in the David Stern era. That started off the culture of the big three as we know it now. Now it's evolved into, and LeBron saying he's never played on a super team is absolutely ridiculous. That, I don't get that. I don't right. I mean, he's, he's, don't he's lie. It. Yeah. Who's he trying to fool when he says yeah. that? Don't lie to our face. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. lying to himself because he started it, yes. and he knows right. he started it. By the way, you guys are my super team. Okay, you guys are good <laughs> all day. <laughs> big right. We the big four. Big four. Right. <laughs> but he knows that if this ends up going towards a dynasty period, because I, if everybody in Golden State stays, that could very well be a Jordan-esque type of dynasty or Boston or the Lakers that we used to, or even Detroit that we used to see winning two to three championships back-to-back, you know, in consecutive years, they could possibly be that. Uh And if this, you know, development of the big three onto the big four leads to less parity in the league and just basically two teams being Golden State on this side and and, uh, LeBron on the other side, then he's responsible for that. So I don't know if he's trying to distance himself from that. He can't because it's already happened. It's in history. It's written. We already know that you started this. So especially in Miami, especially then. But my question to you guys is now that it's gotten to that point, the cap keeps going up every year because of the TV money, is, is these TV contracts that they have mm-hmm. you know, are, are, are raising the cap. And we know that teams, everyone's been trying to – 
catch LeBron, which is probably one part of the reasons why they got KD in the first place to counteract what LeBron and Kyrie and Love had in Cleveland. So now that you have this big four, where do teams go now? You're not going to beat them. Are, are we going to see if LeBron it, goes to LA? With, if LeBron goes to LA with with whoever Chris Paul, you get Dwayne Wade back or, or Westbrook or whoever, and they're not. Gonna, I don't think they're going to beat them. Could well, we possibly see big fives in the future? Could we possibly see Kevin Durant here in Washington? <laughs> I keep thinking that. I mean, he's, I he's a free. He is a free Listen, agent after next year. He's got I, I think, he, I think, I think now that now that he's won, I think he'll yeah. ride this out for a while. But I think, I think now that he's won, you know. He, I, here's the thing. Even if he still, even if he had come here this year, do you think they had a, they were going to beat Cleveland? I, I don't. Know. I, I, Maybe they had a shot. I think they would have a shot. So I, here's my thought on Durant. I think I know we're running out of time, but I think that Durant, now that he's won one, would he go? I don't think he's going to go back to Oklahoma City now. I don't think no, he can do that. No. But could he go somewhere else and try and do it again with some with another team? I can another? only see that in maybe. Two years or so, if they cannot keep that core together, he's already said he will take less money. Yeah, that, if they, if as they long as that core is together, they're and fine. Draymond and, yeah. and Thompson together. If they keep those three guys there, I think he'll stay there. But if if they start to dismantle that piece by piece and they can't bring this person back and don't replace them with something comparable, I think then you might see him lean towards leaving. By the way, what's Steph Curry's contract going to be? He's going to be the highest paid player on the planet. They, it's, what can it's, they give him? Those two are going to be like almost 200 mil. Hmm. You have to be up around there. It's nuts. Yeah, because Durant mil. making right now uh, almost 28 million next year, but then the official Stupid. free agent. So you're going to have to pay Stupid those two money. 200 mil. But you know what? If you are With like Dimitri Cleveland, money. Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland lives in the luxury tax. Yeah. If you're willing to do that, is Ted Leonsis? Which Ted is not willing to do. No. And, and, and that's unfortunate because that's the only way you're going to get this team. Yeah. Better, especially if Boston is is eyeing Hayward and Griffin. If they bring in those two, then we then then, then you're back two teams. Yep. Because you're not even close to Boston if they do that. Kevin Durant almost ended up in Boston last offseason. And Horford almost ended up here, remember? Yeah. Yes. Almost. And, and I don't want to disparage KD. He's got a lot of basketball left in him. But uh, yeah. we've seen the story where the uh, the one-time superstar finally meanders and makes his way to D.C. when... Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yammer, really Yager, not... Jordan. Yeah. And then yeah. The list no, goes on. I, I don't think that'll be the case. No. I, I no. think that... that... If he, he wouldn't come, come here, he'd come here when Beal and Wall were still balling yeah, and he Porter. Would, he yeah. would not come here when they are maybe yeah. out the door or yeah. maybe he's out the door. He would not. I, I doubt that he would come here to play at home on his last leg because that's not no. – Yager's not from here. Jordan's no. not from here. They You're have right. no ties. Bingo. They have no ties to this community or city, but he does. So he would not come back to ba- play in front of family and friends if he's yeah, can I barely agree. make it, if he's on his last leg, that felt great to hear him give a shout out to Seat Pleasant and the whole whole area. Did it though? No, no, it didn't. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I I didn't mind it. I, well, I'm, 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 I was happy to hear it. Why I, not? I I guess George, what you're saying is no. It, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm no, just no. I I mean, if if we're, not, we're really running out of time, but to analyze very quickly what you said, it, it felt. Uh, uh, bittersweet because yeah, yeah he's sh- giving a shout out to the local area, but he's not right. here to play for us. Right, and you know that's 
But he he set out to do he. This is why he made the move. Oh yeah, and I have no problem if, not if talking about that. I'm just saying, that, as fans, you're thinking like this yeah. was a chance he could have come. It's not like there was no chance he could have come home. He and and I'm not saying he should have. I'm just saying if you're on TV and you're, you're watching that and you hear it and you're like, oh, you you start thinking like what could have been. That's yeah, all. Well, yeah. it, it wouldn't have it's been. It's nice to hear your course your hometown but on you, TV. You can say what could have been, but if he would have come to the Withers, it wouldn't have been. Bad. It wouldn't have been. No, it wouldn't have been a championship. You know what was just happened. You know what would have been. It was this podcast finally kicking <laughs> off the ground. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you With for checking out the team. <laughs> they, yeah, we should change the name to the super team, maybe. But for now, That's it remains the DMV Sports Roundtable. Jamal Bowens, George Wallace, Chris Chion. I'm Dimitri Sotis. We'll talk to you next week.